3: Level two, this is Mortgage. I Giant Gable Ramsey. And I am also sort of perturbed right now. It's so one of these deals where I keep like logging out and logging in and hitting refresh, and I'm like, nah, come on. I'm like, come on, I just won that bet, I won that, I know I won this, I know I won that, and I'm like, yeah, I guess I did lose that and I lost this. And like, I'm just sort of one of those days, you know, I'm like, I don't know, I thought I'd have more in my account right now than I do, but. I can hit refresh like 13 times. It's not changing. What, what's uh, what's the saying there in the punk rock uh, scene? Duct tape, uh, duct tape won't fix it. It's broke. I think that's an SNFU song. Duct tape won't fix it. Like, if duct tape won't fix something, it's broke. All right, we got Ian Cameron with us uh, right now, Babano. We got a bunch of these little mini segments here right now, Babano. But you and I spoke on Sunday night about the Carolina Hurricanes and we said, I said, I was talking about how as good as Boston had been, it's kind of flying under the radar. And I got to be honest with you, I sort of never really, I don't really, I don't know. I know the Canes are a good regular season team. I sort of have like almost that, you know, feel that like oh, I do it in the playoffs. But I think they're they're better. They're obviously better than I realized, or I gave them credit for. I think like I actually am starting to buy in that they could make it to the Stanley Cup Finals. But Banno, and you look at the run that they're on, man. I mean, they beat Boston. They're trailing against the Kings. All, all this team does, bro, is just you know keep winning hockey games. Banna, what a what an end going into the All Star break for the Carolina Hurricanes. And you and I also spoke. And we, I We all. I thought it was only going to be a bad spot, but I I only took the over in the first period. And Boston Bruins also were not going to lose four games in a row. Love the bees tonight against the Leafs. What'd you do in the NHL tonight? Yeah.
4: Carolina was uh, yeah Carolina was very impressive uh, because this was a tough spot for them after you know kind of a sluggish first two periods especially a bad second period last night in L A and all the energy that's uh, taken out of them to come back down four one tie the game win in overtime travel fly up north to Buffalo play back to back and for them to just come out and just drill the Sabers like that tonight it was extremely impressive absolutely they could come out of the East why can't they I mean they are they have four lines that are deep they get scoring from all four lines and Rod Brindemore said it over and over again. And it's played out this way the last couple of years, one through four, the lines don't change. They're really the the same. I mean, they don't load up the top two lines. The third and the fourth line have equal amount of, you know, contributions and players that can score players that can play both ends of the ice. I think their blue line one through six, is as deep as it gets in the NHL. They don't have a dominant Norris Trophy candidate. I think Jacob Slavin is excellent leading that blue line, but one through six, they are very strong at the back end. And the great thing about their goaltending, Anderson and Ranta, older goalies, they've had some injuries, but the defense is so strong. They don't allow their goalies to see a ton of high danger chances they really do a good job minimizing the quality of scoring chances that the opposition gets against them. And they are a really good team built for the playoffs and they could make a run.
3: Anger, match for Christ, this is Sports Rage. I am David Branson. The, pips, the players, the hustlers, the people to the bust them, and everybody else in between. Let's do this thing. Countdown to kickoff uh, is on Super Bowl 57. And as we've been saying all, um, all week, actually, about, wow, well, there's a bye week, and it's 14 days and stuff, and anybody that remembers the episode of Seinfeld, it was one of the earlier crappier episodes, actually. But it is true in which, you know, he told Elaine, who had the bad back, that uh, well you know five days is really like two days when you consider we're sleeping half the time and you know after meals and packing (laughs) and here we are the super bowl like boom it's two weeks away now suddenly it's a week and a half away and i tell you what the the betting market is starting to take shape uh right now took a couple of days ian cameron will rejoin us in a couple of minutes here on the other side we got a stacked house and we'll get to that in a second but it took a couple of days For it to really start to move, right? Like as far as the total, and it was just sitting there at 49 and a half. It finally moved up to 50 and a half. The big movement is coming in on Patrick Mahomes' passing yard props, all right? So Mahomes was like 284 and a half. He's in the 290s right now and climbing. We were talking about the uh, alternate passing yards um, for Patrick Mahomes and, you know, the great value. Well, other people have agreed because those numbers are starting to plummet uh, right now as well. So of course, four of the last Super Bowls have gone under the number, but the betting market believes uh, that there will be points put up on the board. I would say, wow, big story! Tom Brady retired. I guess he did. I guess he did. I don't know. My old, listen, he's got like three hundred plus million dollars uh, from Fox waiting for him next year. So if he wants to step into the broadcast booth, he can. I also don't think Tom Brady wants to be one of these guys that becomes sort of a joke that everyone laughs at him every time he he retires, but I also have a hard time believing that basically Tom Brady decided to do a retirement video, I don't know, on the side of the road somewhere today, or I don't know what the hell that was, like, come on, right? We're talking about a guy that's a perfectionist and stuff, and that's your video on the way out. (laughs) <laughs> like, like, I don't know, like, I, like you're sitting, like, I don't know, like, what the hell that was, right? And just sort of, it was just sort of so quick and abrupt, like, basically said, I woke up this morning and decided to tell you. It's like, I don't know, it sounds like you woke up this morning and you're kind of, you're not sure where you're at in your life and you decided to put this video out. As someone that's in the heavy metal industry before, I don't believe anyone ever retires till they die. This is Sports
2: Rage.
1: <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Morenzi.
3: He's on fire. He's on fire. I got to buy that game, actually. that'd be like my midlife crisis purchase like people buy like uh ferraris and stuff like that i'll buy nba jam but there was a microphone that caught fire tonight in utah uh it's kind of a first for everything like you're wondering like i don't know like you know like there's a micro they have microphones like hanging from the ceiling and stuff right you know all over the arena um for sound tv or whatever and it literally caught fire um Hopefully they get this figured out in time for the All Star game in Utah. And just quickly before we bring Babano in as well, if you guys recall last week, and it was a weird story. I didn't, I didn't really know what to make of it. And like everything, it was a prank. It was set up, and was it was a, it was, a um, it was like a TikTok whatever thing or whatever. Remember when the um, the dude walked onto the court at the Duquesne basketball game with the Uber Uber Eat delivery guy, McDonald's. And people were wondering, like, somebody actually said and reported that, like, the referees ordered Uber Eats or something for, like, halftime or whatever. I don't know. But it wasn't true. Somebody, it was all set up, and it was videotaped and all this type of that. Like, uh, Duquesne's gotten to the bottom of it, and it turned out it was some of the students. Um, well, you know what? The prank actually worked. <laughs> Their prank, their prank worked, but Duquesne is like very concerned about their security protocol, considering somebody just walked onto their court with a bag of McDonald's uh, in their hands. So we got Ian Cameron with us uh, right now. As we stated, the the um, Boston Bruins had lost three in a row. They were playing Toronto tonight. It was a perfect spot uh, for the Bruins, and it was not a perfect spot for the Carolina Hurricanes, but they won nevertheless. So let's get into the Super Bowl now, Babano. The line finally moved with the total. Understandably so. I thought it was a little light. I do believe that these teams are going to get into the 50s. The betting market finally is agreed, and the money is starting to come in. The props are really starting to move around right now. The player props are starting to shuffle. But the total is up to 50.5 right now. The Eagles minus 1.5 at FanDuel. What do you think about the total move, Babano?
4: Yeah, I mean, uh, I think there'll be a, a good amount of points. And keep in mind, with the extra week uh, off, you know, as usual, the extra week between the conference championship and the Super Bowl, it's going to allow the receivers of the Chiefs probably to get healthier. You know, a good chance that, you know, uh, Smith Schuster, Hardman, those receivers that got banged up against the Bengals will play. That's going to be good for Patrick Mahomes, ankle, the mobility for him should be better in a couple of weeks. All of those factors, I think play into the over move too. that. And the fact that you are talking about obviously two very capable offensive teams. I think there's some sentiment out there though, that the Philly defense for as well as they played here in the playoffs against the giants and the Niners, you know, the giants, good offense, but, you know, not Kansas city. And obviously we saw it with San Francisco. They finished that game with no quarterback. Clearly Kansas city is going to be a step up challenge from that for Philly's defense. So I think there's some sentiment out there and let's see Philly's defense do that against Patrick Mahomes and probably the best, that it is not probably, it is the best offense they played these playoffs. So I think those factors and the fact that I think the chief skill positioned players, especially Mahomes are going to be healthier going into that game. And I can certainly make a case for the over. Plus, weather will not be a factor with the game being in Glendale.
3: Well, both teams are very efficient in the red zone. They're number two and number three in the National Football League as far as touchdowns scored in the red zone this year. Kansas City scores touchdowns seventy percent of the time when they get to the red zone. Philadelphia scored touchdowns sixty-eight percent of the time. Of course, Kansas City Uh, They've got three rookies starting in the secondary, which is absolutely crazy that people don't talk about this more. And it goes to show how good their defensive line is and Spagnola's defensive schemes actually are. Because a lot of teams would be dead with three kids in the secondary. But nobody's really a rookie at this time of the year. Conversely, though, we talk about the offense and the red zone. The red zone success of both teams – Kansas City are not good, though, at stopping you once you get into the red zone. So you got to believe, actually, that this game, like I said, a battle to me, this game's going to get into the 50s. I'm going to start to uh, to kick the tires on, on um, the alternate total as well. Because, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if this game opened up, opened up, um, too. But have you already circled some props? What are you looking at here for the Super Bowl?
4: Yeah, I think there's a chance for this to be uh, uh, back to high-scoring football. I mean, since Wild Card Weekend, it's been under Palooza in the uh, NFL postseason. The divisional round stayed under. Both conference championship games stayed under. But uh, I don't know if it's going to continue that way into the Super Bowl. We did talk on Sunday that the recent Super Bowls have trended under. And the last time we saw an over was actually the last time the Eagles were in the Super Bowl when they played uh, Tom Brady (laughs) and the New England the now-retired Tom Brady, we think. Uh, and the uh, New England Patriots. Uh, So I think it's going to be one of those games where I'm expecting some points. I think the Eagles offense too is going to be compelled to not have one of these games where, you know, we fall asleep in the second half. You do that against Kansas city and Patrick Mahomes, you pay the price for it. And I know the Eagles have had some issues keeping the pedal to the metal and, you know, playing well offensively like they do in the first half. But I think there's going to be a sentiment that, Hey, even if we have a great first half offensively, we're going up against a pretty damn good, Team uh, at the other end and a very good offensive team. So, we're going to need to keep moving the football and putting up points in the second half, even if we've got a lead.
3: The alternate number right now, FanDuel has 55 and a half plus 164 to the over. So, plus 164 to get to 56, which is a key number at that that 55 and a half, which I don't have a problem with. I would obviously like uh, to get more. But I'm going to, I'll definitely be playing this, uh, Babano, because I do think it's going to get there. And we've got, we put together, we've been scouring and researching and all kinds of things. But for you teaser players uh, out there, especially for the total. So right now you've got the, it's at 50 and a half. So, but if you tease the game in the Super Bowl, one of the games didn't have a total in the Super Bowl. But if you tease, if you tease the Super Bowl, to the over with a 6 or a 7 point teaser you're 37 and 18 to the over which goes to show but man, like some of these games have stayed under like last year stayed under but by the teaser it, stay, it stayed right so teasers are definitely in play here and at some point too there's going to be a buyback with Kansas City right because people are going to start to buy in like you were talking about there. they're, they're going to get healthier people are going to start to realize that Mahomes isn't as injured as they thought he was 2 weeks from now and all that. I think the money will start to to start to even out and come in on Kansas City. So, if you like KC guys, I think the time is starting to come to play. Like don't wait till like the if you care about the line moves, Babano, the numbers are going to start to move for real now. Like the the markets are open for business for the Super Bowl. The bettors have begun betting.
4: Yeah, yeah, especially the uh, the the not the the, the big the bigger betters have for sure. I mean, the, I'm sure some of the public
3: too. Because no, it's past them, Babano. Like the bigger betters already bet this on Sunday. Yeah, they already bet yeah. everything. Now it's sat there doing nothing for a couple of days, and now now the public is starting to kick this, right? And, you know, the mid tier yeah. public and stuff, because you know the the real guys already bet this. It was 48.5. So if you're a sharp, you already hammered it at 48.5. You're not getting it at 50.5. Yeah,
4: and definitely we're seeing. This is going to be the norm now with the Super Bowl, I think, moving forward, because there's a lot of years that I've been doing this, and you wouldn't really see the line do anything until the second week you know, the week of the game. And that's when you'd stand, and it was later in that week and you'd start to see the line move a bit and the total move a bit. But you're seeing it a lot earlier now and I think it's all because of just how much uh, ability there is to, you know, place bets now. Not uh, uh, not just in Vegas, obviously, but everywhere now with the expansion of uh, sports betting. That's been played a big part in it. I like over three and a half passing touchdowns in the game, both teams combined. I think that's a good early prop bet that I like.
3: I can't argue that. I can't argue that. I'm surprised Mahomes' prop is one and a half, actually. We'll
2: wrap up with a battle on the other side of the late-night anger management class. This is Rage. Bring it in. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
1: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
3: <clears throat> the late night anchor match for class ss Sports range. I am Gabriel Ramsey. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates. 97.1 The Freak Dallas uh, Fort Worth. Countdown to Super Bowl 57. Is on, and uh, the player props are starting to move uh, right now. We were talking about Patrick Mahomes, so Mahomes was 284 and a half. It hit 292 and a half earlier tonight. It's been back back down. Like we said, this is a very, very fluid market, and it's going to continue to be. And this stuff matters. I'll tell you what, Babano Ian Cameron, kicking with us right now. Follow him on Twitter at Babano. You know, like, we can talk about, oh, it's 50 and a half, oh, it's 50 and stuff, whatever. You can easily buy half a point if you want. You know what I mean? But this stuff, there's no turning back on, right? And people are going to attack this. Like, Mahomes, I wouldn't be surprised, like, if it closes at, like, 298 and a half, 302 or something. Like, all it'll take is one video of Mahomes, like, looking good in a practice or talking about it. Oh, my God, Mahomes, and people are going to jump on this. He threw for 326 last week. All right? And it wasn't even a track meet last week, and it was in, like, ice-cold conditions. So, it's, you know, it was 284, and it was a half, up to 292, 290 and a half uh, right now. And Mahomes is always two and a half touchdown passes plus money. He's at one and a half, and you said, Babano, going into the break, that you liked over three and a half touchdown passes thrown in this football game. And... I guess their thought process is that Jalen Hurts is going to run more than he's going to throw more. So to get to four, what are you thinking? Mahomes throws three and Hurts throws one? Are you getting two from both? How do you get to four? Well, the misnomer
4: about the Eagles all season is that they were a run-first offense and a run-heavy offense. It really wasn't true. They actually threw the ball more than they ran it and especially that was the case in competitive football games where the pass-to-run ratio was even higher toward the pass. And obviously things changed last week against San Francisco because they had the huge lead. The Niners were left with no quarterback other than Brock Purdy who couldn't throw the football at all, and the Eagles had no reason to put the ball in the air in the second half of that football game. And that's why last week Jalen Hurts had no touchdown passes in that game. But against the Giants, he had two in that one. And that wasn't even a competitive game right till the very end. Of course, Mahomes threw two against Jacksonville. He threw two against uh, last week against Cincinnati. My assumption is that Mahomes is going to get two at least. And I think Hertz is going to get two because I think when you look at this chief secondary, they're a little bit thinner back there. Let's see if LeJarius Sneed, their top corner is good to go for this game. I think it's going to be an area that A.J. Brown and uh, Devontae Smith will be able to pick on uh, that chief secondary. And I think in the red zone, there's going to be opportunities to make plays to get their touchdowns through the air as opposed to just on the ground with Sanders and Gainwell. So my thinking is Hertz can get two touchdown passes here in this game. And if he does... Pretty good chance that uh, Mahomes keeps on his recent pattern of getting two touchdowns, and there's your four uh, to go over three and a half. And I think that's that's one of the early props I really like, over three and a half passing touchdowns, and it's only minus 120 right now.
3: Who are you leaning with right now, Philadelphia or Kansas City? I'm still leaning Philly. I think
4: I said Sunday I'm leaning Philly. Um, I just think it's a better overall Roster composition, there's a lot of things that favor Kansas City. Been here, done that. Well, Super Bowl vibe, you know, for this group is, you know, Randy Reed's done it. Patrick's done it. It's first time for Sirianni. It's the first time for his staff. It's the first time for uh, Jalen Hurts. You know, how are they all going to handle that experience? Uh, but to me, I think Philadelphia, I think in the trenches, Philadelphia is better than KC. I like Philly's O-line better. I like Philly's D-line better. Um, I think Billy in the secondary is certainly better than Kansas City. Um, I think the areas where there's probably it's probably close between these teams is obviously, I think at the quarterback position, as great as Hertz has been this year, have to give the experience of Mahomes the edge, especially if he's going to get that ankle healthy in time. Um, but I think Philadelphia's roster is really strong, and all these, you know, P, uh, websites and uh, analytics, statistical sites that grade out, you know, position by position, player by player, unit by unit. A lot of them uh, consensus say Philadelphia's roster, top to bottom, a little bit better than Kansas City's, and uh, I I would agree with that. So uh, at this price, where you're just you know pick the winner, cash a ticket, Philadelphia is the way I'm looking right now.
3: I think Philadelphia are. I think they do have a better roster. I think they have a deeper roster than kansas city does but i don't think it matters in a one game situation right yep. it's one game so like okay so you're deeper than us good for you right it's one game and i do think that patrick mahomes nullifies some of his things like he's just that good right you know what i mean he's just that we saw it against cincinnati right cincinnati played well they just you know what i mean they got some bad calls against them they didn't you know didn't score late but Mahomes was not 100%. He lost all his wide receivers. And don't forget, Marcus Campbell actually joined us in a couple of minutes, somebody that stepped in when everybody was going down. But if you look at, like, in, in Babano, if you look at Super Bowl trends, all right, and not trends, I'm not talking about, oh, they're wearing white jerseys and stuff, but what does it take? It's sort of like national championship in basketball. There's a formula to it. Right, you got to be a top ten. Uh, this top ten scoring, you got to have a top five schedule. You know, there's a formula. But when you look at the, the Super Bowl defense, wins championship. So the team who's given up less points in a regular season in the Super Bowl has won six of the last seven Super Bowls. Philadelphia Eagles give up less points per game, eighteen point five to twenty one point five. All right, how about this? Teams that average more yards per game on offense, Babano. And this is why I hate, like, handicappers talking about yard stuff. Oh, they racked up 483 yards and all. So teams that average more yards per game on offense during the season in the Super Bowl are 1-10 in 10 straight up, Babano, and 0-11 against the spread in the last 11 Super Bowls. Patrick Mahomes led the NFL in passing yards this year. The last six quarterbacks to lead the National Football League in passing yards all went on to lose the Super Bowl. Right? There's just so many. You know, I can talk about the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles won both their conference championship games by 21 or more points. Only four teams have done that before. All four teams won the Super Bowl. Philadelphia Eagles have rushed for 36 uh, touchdowns this year, 36 rushing touchdowns, playoffs included. It's the most since the Dallas Cowboys in 1995, who won the Super Bowl. So I got to tell you, Babano, like you said, you want to talk about power, ratings, metrics? Every sort of logical conclusion would say Philadelphia is the play, except we're talking about Patrick Mahomes and a Kansas City Chiefs, bro. That's the nullifier, Babano.
4: Yeah, it could be the great equalizer. I mean, he's found ways to win constantly. And just last week, going back to that game, there was nothing open down the field, okay? There was nothing open down the field. And, we, and look, overtime, maybe they still win the game, but it looks like we go to overtime at that point. He decided, even with the ankle, you know, acting up, I got to run this, with this football to make something happen. Sure enough, he did. And if he doesn't make that split second, that's why he's great. You know, he just knows what to do at the right time, the right play. What do I do? Do I throw it deep? Do I throw it short? Do I run with it? Do I check it down? Do I do a little, you know, reverse? All of that. And he decided, I'm running it here. And, of course, it set up the opportunity for Joseph Asai side to plow him out of bounds for 15 yards, and the rest is history. But Mahomes decided in a split second, the only thing I can do is run to the sideline with this football. And sure enough, seconds later, they're kicking the game-winning field goal. Just winning plays at winning times. He can do them.
3: Mahomes' third Super Bowl. We brought this up as well. Both Super Bowls the Mahomes' is, um both Super Bowls the Mahomes has played in, the winning team had thirty one points. So if you want some symmetry, put thirty-one in your final score uh predictions. But one thing and you know, another thing that you want to talk about an advantage and stuff. Um so we were talking earlier and I said that Kansas City have the second most efficient red zone offense. So they get inside the red zone. They score touchdowns 70% of the time. Um, so now no, we're talking about field goals, just touchdowns. And Philadelphia are ranked third in the NFL. Dallas were incidentally number one. All right. But then you get into defensively in the red zone. And Philadelphia are ranked 11th in the NFL at 53%. All right. You look at Kansas City. Only two teams, guys, are worse at stopping you inside the red zone than the Kansas City Chiefs in the NFL this year. The Indianapolis Colts and the Las Vegas Raiders, who I incidentally saw playing this year. Yeah, they're terrible teams, right? So the Chiefs, you know, they give up. You you score touchdowns on the Chiefs, Babano, 65% of the time when you get inside the 20-yard line. That's like like we said, hard not to like the over of this football game, guys. Like if you want to throw out, all right, forget who's going to win the game and all this, but all the metrics, they do lead to Philadelphia. I get it. I personally like Kansas City in a game, but, but the over to me is a slam dunk. I think this game will be a track me, Babano.
4: And you mentioned the bad KC red zone defense numbers.
3: How about how even
4: harder it's going to be for facing a team like Philly? Jalen Hurts can run it. Jalen Hurts can throw it to Smith and Brown. He's got the two great running backs, Sanders and Gainwell. He's got a terrific tight end in Goddard. You can't cover everything. You're already a team that struggles to keep opposing teams out of the end zone. And you got to worry about, i got to defend this. i got to defend this. i got to defend this. i got to defend that. It'll be a challenge for Steve Spagnuolo and that defense.
3: He's a great coordinator. Ian Cameron with us. All right. We've been talking about the Super Bowl. Let's talk to a man that's going to play in it. The late night anchor man for class
2: continues. Marcus Kemp joins us next. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.
3: Late night continues. I am Gabe Moranty, SiriusXM channel one five nine. We're throwing it down on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates, including everybody in Southern California. The fifty thousand watt juggernaut, the Mightier ten ninety, ESPN Radio in the house. Countdown to Super Bowl fifty-seven is on, and I'm getting freaking fired up, man. Like you know, I'm ready to strap on some pads and uh, run out of the field uh, right now. But let's uh, bring in a man who actually will be a uh, former late. And Lancer standout in high school, former University of Hawaii Rainbow Warrior standout. And shout out to everybody listening in Hawaii right now. And current Kansas City Chief Wide Receiver Marcus Kep steps up. And in Marcus, it's always a pleasure, my man. Thanks a lot for taking the time to be with us.
6: Yeah, of course, man. Thanks for having me. Happy to talk to you.
3: So, man, listen, a lot of our guests are busy. Everybody's got busy lives, but you really do have something going on, man. You're going to the Super Bowl again. But first things first, congratulations on the win over the Cincinnati Bengals. There was so much uh, said. How emotional of a football game was that? How emotional were your teammates uh, after beating the Cincinnati Bengals?
6: Yeah, I mean, obviously we really wanted this one after last year last season's disappointment um into the same team you know you you definitely want to get back to the game but having a a kind of revenge aspect to it uh definitely fired us up and then obviously we 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 heard what they were saying um it wasn't our focus going into the game you know all the talk that they were they were giving us but we definitely heard it and so this game became something um that we really all wanted so as that game goes and, and things happen Positively, negatively, whatever it is, you know, you you ride those high and lows and in those last few minutes, you know, all those emotions come through when when eventually either you're losing or winning. And so we happen to be on the the bright side of that. and, And obviously it feels great to go back to another Super Bowl.
3: The social media exposes everything, Marcus, and, you know, you're a very chill dude, but it seems to me, man, everybody's talking in the NFL playoffs right now, which I don't even get, bro, like players that get eliminated are talking to other players after, right? There's a lot of smack talk that has been going on, and, you know, the, you know, clearly you know, Patrick Mahomes brought up the mayor and Kelsey and the jabroni stuff and Burrowhead and everything else in between. You guys were clearly driven. Not that you needed the extra motivation. What about now in the Super Bowl? What you know? Do you are you guys? Do you know what the point spread is? Do your teammates know what the point spread is? Like, cause you're slight underdogs. Does that stuff like motivate you? or do You just not care?
6: No, I mean, most of the focus is on the game plan, game execution, things like that. I mean, the, you know, you're always gonna hear stuff like that. We, we all have personalities and and we all, you know, do different things when we're off the football field. So, you know, some guys will feel a certain way about it. Some guys will, you know, focus on other things, but when we're in the building, there's not much chatter about it. You know, we are a pretty focused team and coach Reed keeps us pretty humble when it comes to, you know, social media, trash talk, all that. He, he keeps it pretty under wraps. So I think, uh, that's the sign of a of a good team and that's the reason we've been to three Super Bowls in the past five years and and all those AFC championships. So I expect the same. I know th- these, this these does seem like there's a little bit extra every round <laughs> you, you progress and so we'll see. But I I know Coach Reed's system so I know that we're gonna keep it as humble as
3: possible. So you stepped up and in with a massive uh, catch, and Patrick Mahomes said after the football game, I built up that trust in him and know he's going to be in the right spot. Every time he gets in, man, it seems like something good happens. So I was happy for him talk to us and you know about the relationship that you have with Patrick Mahomes that you developed early as he stated when he was on the scout team he developed a chemistry with you um how good does it feel to know that Patrick has that confidence in you but you know what can you share with us about the relationship you've had since Mahomes uh going back years right now since the scout team days
6: right and so we came in the same class and so I've been with him since that that first spring that we we came to the the facility. Um, obviously, he didn't end up starting that first year, so we got a lot of time on the scout team, like you said. I ended up catching his first preseason, you know, touchdown pass. So there, we just have had a connection like that. Where's that ball, bro? He, Sorry, I,
3: I got to ask you. Where's uh, that ball? You have that? You have that yeah. ball? Did he sign it for you too? Do you no, have that ball?
6: <laughs> so I was excited, and it ended up, you know celebrating a little too hard and the ball got lost in the shuffle. He actually oh! collected it for himself. So, <laughs> so I'm pretty sure he has that ball, but I mean, I, I have the memory and, um, yeah, maybe yeah. I'll ask for it back after, after <laughs> what his career into, you know what I mean? um, but definitely over the years, you know, we've become close. I mean, six years on, on one football team is a long time. The longest I've ever had, you know, as I progressed through my, my football life, um, so you spend a lot of time with a guy like that, and I might not be a household name, but you know, people in the building know me very well, um, including Patrick. So I, I, I appreciate him saying things like that, and it's definitely something that doesn't go seen by you know the general public, but the people in the building know who I am, and and hopefully have you know respect for me.
3: How many, and I've told people this, Marcus, and a lot of people have a lot of respect for you, and people think about, you know, first-round draft picks and second-round picks. Like, how many of your teammates are undrafted? Like, you know, like, isn't it generally, like, you know, like 40% of guys at a Super Bowl? You know what I mean? Like, not everybody's a first-round pick, right? It doesn't mean that your life is over when you're not a first-round pick
6: right and you have to fill out a roster and and you only get a certain amount of picks and and while all those guys are are very talented you know no disrespect to them i think the undrafted guys have a little edge when it comes to the things that they need to prove when they get to the league i mean obviously you got your first rounders second rounders and all those guys that that have the talent and and obviously the skill to play at the top level but the undrafted guys just because they didn't get selected one of the seven, you know, just because you're the eighth person on, on a team's board doesn't mean, you know, you're not any good. So there's generally a lot of players like me who who fill out a special teams role or or a backup role and a reserve role, but we tend to stick around because we have a little extra drive, I believe.
3: Marcus Campbell, the Kansas City Chiefs, joining us. I am Gabriel Morenzi, Sirius XM Channel 159. Countdown to Super Bowl 57 is on. So I wanted to ask you, and we spoke before the last, um, you know, when when you guys played the Bucks, and I remember talking about the cannon, and you told your parents we had to be prepared for the cannon, but they never, you know, it wasn't in play. How does it feel differently now, as far as the team is concerned, that you guys lost the last time you were in a Super Bowl, right? I brought it up earlier, just so I, you know. That was my take. I said, you know what, these guys know what it's like to win a Super Bowl. They know what it's like to lose a Super Bowl, and I imagine the pain is worse than the glory, actually. Does does that come up at all, or is that too negative, or is it like, hey, this time is different? Like you know what I mean. But you don't get these opportunities all the time, right? So what is it? What what is the? Is it different now going back again this time? Like the feeling with the team?
6: Yeah, I mean, um, I think the old guys like us. It's weird calling myself an old guy, being twenty seven. But you know, <laughs> the old guys in the building like us. We we like to yeah. you know we're going to be looked at after being the to this will be our third. Those young guys on the team need to understand what it takes to win and what it takes to lose. You know, how fast this this game jumps on you and, and how fast it goes. Um so I think that's that's our main focus. It's not about the negativity of, of losing one or positivity of winning one. It's more about being prepared of how quickly the game goes, how fast the game is, and anything at any moment could happen. So that's what we're going to, you know, try to prepare. It'll definitely be different than, you know, a Super Bowl home game. That loss felt a little worse because, you know, it's their home fans. So as we're leaving, it's it's a little different than being in a neutral site. So that's kind of what I remember about that game, not necessarily the game, but afterwards, you know, the fans of what was a home crowd Super Bowl champion is, uh, I, I believe, a little different than what it usually is. Uh,
3: Marcus, we'll get you out of here in a couple of minutes, and we really appreciate your time, man. So I wanted to ask you uh, there was a video of, of your teammate Chris Jones, and People are like, man, he's getting really emotional during the national anthem. And I thought, I was like, I don't know if he's getting emotional or it's just freaking cold and his eyes are watering. Right? I was like, it was like one or the other. But all kidding aside, man, the national anthem, the Super Bowl, you know what I mean? you've, you've, You've done this, so you know what goes through your head are you like everyone's different so are you locked in are you just thinking about the game are you actually listening to the song or do you get caught up in things and think about man the couch that you made in pop Warner? And you're getting flashbacks of high school like is your life rushing at you as you stand there what do you feel marcus kept when you're standing there? a national anthem for the super bowl is going on
6: uh, yeah, it's, like, it's kind of a mixture of all those things. You know, you, your life does flash before your eyes. This is something, the moment that you you dream about since, you know, you, you start this pathway in football. So since I was six, I started playing football when I was six. So it's something I've been dreaming about since I was six. So when you stand there on the sideline and it kind of all sinks in that, you know, you're at the top, top moment of the world, you know, in your specific career, it, it's something that um, can be, very overwhelming. Um but then you, you know you have to refocus and you know you still have a game to to go on, so I think the
3: So you sort of let yourself go for here. a minute or so and then rein it back in, right? You sort of give yourself that yeah. moment to soak it in, right?
6: Exactly. It's hard not to when when you hear the crowd, you know, when you when you go out on the field and then everything settles and, and you kinda of have that the moment of silence before the, the national anthem starts and and you can just look around and realize where you are. Um, like you said, after that that song is done played and, and the cheers start bringing back up, you realize you have a, a big game ahead of you, and you, you start getting fired up for that.
3: All right, so we got a big game ahead of you, and we'll get you out with uh, with your opponent, the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't know what the process is uh, for you guys. And- um you know it's such it's such a circus media week and all this so you know coach reed is is prepared for this but not a lot of holes right with this football team the philadelphia eagles man a complete deep they're actually a bunch of monsters almost man like they're a good football team what 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 do you see when you look at the philadelphia eagles
6: yeah, I mean, obviously they're a great team. Regular season that they had with the losses that they didn't take. You know, the, the the team that they have is obviously very special. But, you know, once you get to the Super Bowl, it's the best of the best. So, you know, no matter what team it was, they were going to be a great team. So it's not as much the focus. Um, we know we have to execute and we have to do what we need to do. And, and we, you know, obviously believe that we are the better team. Um, no matter who it's against, no matter who our opponent is, we believe. Um, especially with the players that we have, that we we always have a a great shot um, at coming out on top. So I think as we get in the week, you know, we'll focus a lot on ourselves and then obviously prepare for whatever they're going to give to us. But I think we'll be ready.
3: Man, I'm getting fired up. I hear it. I hear it in your voice. I hear it in your voice. So um, last thing on the way out here, when do you guys arrive? You guys get there Sunday night?
6: Um, I believe so. Uh, it was a little different the last one, so people are um, getting back into what the schedule was. Well, oh, less COVID this time week. around, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, things it's, will be a little bit
3: more open, right? <laughs>
6: right, so we're excited to get back to that. So I believe we get that week to acclimate um, and get ready that way. So we got to get everything you know, squared away here these next couple of days and then head over to Arizona and get, get started.
3: Hey, well listen man, I'm gonna be there and hopefully we can we can do this in person. I know it's gonna be crazy and media row and, and media day and all that stuff. We're back to business, but stay focused, bro. We're pulling for you. You're a class act, man. Thanks a lot so much for taking the time to be us. You got a hell of a lot of stuff going on, obviously. We really appreciate your time, Marcus, and we wish you the best of luck in the big game, bro. Yeah, thank you anytime, man. I appreciate talking to you.
5: and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investinginamerica.
0: Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court.
1: <laughs> That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
3: Uh, awesome stuff with Marcus D. Kemp. And shout out to everybody uh, listening on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network uh, right now. I got to tell you. There's been there have been warrior players that have won the Super Bowl before, but it's not a long list. It's not a long list, right? Um, and just you know great story. Marcus is a great story of someone that loves the game, just, you know, keeps battling and battling and battling and. It goes to show the connection that he has with the Kansas City Chief organization, right? He's been signed and like put on the practice roster on and off, like on a weekly basis. He's in, he's out, and and he just keeps battling through. And he's been part of this, been part of this run. Pretty crazy stuff. Can you imagine catching? So he can say he caught Patrick Mahomes' his first ever touchdown pass. Uh, you know, had to ask him where's that ball. But if you think about it. I want to talk to him like uh, we always talk to him like before the you know the Super Bowl and stuff. I want to talk to him like in the offseason, like just ask him more loose questions. But like I said, like you don't know though, right? At the time. You know what I mean, Matthias? He comes into the league, all right, he knows Mahomes is a stud and stuff, but all right, every everyone's a stud. You know what I mean? Every hot shot quarterback's a stud. So you're 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 on the team, you're a rookie, there's all right, the quarterback. You know he's going to be a star, but you don't know, no. You know what I mean? Like, put it this way. Do you think guys that played with Tom Brady in the first year and stuff save stuff that they got from Tom Brady? No, right? They were like, no, the kid, whatever. The new kid threw me a pass, whatever. But imagine you know, Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying he's Tom Brady. He didn't win all these times, but he already is elevated as to one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. And Marcus caught the first touchdown pass that he ever threw in the NFL. That's pretty crazy. I like what he said. I lie, maybe I can ask him for it. <laughs> hey, you might get it. You might get more than that. Late night anger management class. This is for rage. At your rage. Bring it.
5: BP added more than seventy billion dollars to the U.S. economy in 2022